Hello. Welcome to Two Chicks in a Flick with Alisa Katz and Diana Benjamin for Hear Women Talk on the Zeus Radio Network. Today we're going to discuss Joan Rivers' A Piece of Work, a new documentary all about the woman. This film takes us through the 75th year in the life of this enduring comedian for whom making people laugh is no laughing matter. Directors Ricky Stern and Annie Sundberg reveal the insecurity, passion, and singular focus that has made Joan Rivers a comedy icon. The film explores the motivations behind Ms. Rivers' irreverent humor and insatiable drive to get the next gig. You know, for me, that insatiable drive is what really impacted me the most. I really saw her need to be on the stage. It's not a want, it's a need. You know, she's a self-proclaimed workaholic and she talks about the only place she feels safe is on the stage that that's where she gets her sense of identity her sense of security and self-esteem and what I took away from that is that there while that one-pointed focus allows her to be such a success what happens when she's off stage and and she really we really get a sense of her isolation her sense of fear and her sense of sadness and her lack of peace at 75, which made me feel sad for her that she didn't have more of a sense of satisfaction for what she has achieved in her life. I did appreciate her commitment to the idea that to deal with tragedy, we need to laugh. I really appreciated how passionate she was about that idea. So there was a lot to like here. However, Melissa, her daughter, mentioned that she had grown up around comedians and that she learned that comedians are by nature damaged in some way. And I took from that that she's also alluding to damage in her mother's life. And I wanted to understand the history behind that woman. What brought her to the place of being a groundmaking comedian? What was the pain behind her need for perfection, both physically and in her career? So I thought that was missing and that would have given the film a greater depth. What did you think, Lisa? Well, Diana, first of all, I, I think we can see who's the therapist in the room. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> a very thoughtful analysis of the film. <laughs> Mine is a little more... Uh, I want to hear all about yes, childhood. All about the childhood and mommy issues, which, of course, uh, Joan Rivers definitely has. But this is my take on the film. What, uh, what was lacking for me in the documentary was one of the things I longed for were the moments um, behind her being on stage. I never felt, even though they showed some behind-the-scene moments at her home, um, backstage, I felt like I never really got to see the mask off completely, even though I think it's ironic that the film starts out with um, her bare face. It's a really great way to start the film, and, it, and the film promises she's got no makeup on. As the credits roll, she's putting on the makeup. So it's sort of alluding to the idea that she's going to give you uh, a glimpse of her that is the naked Joan Rivers, her true self. But I honestly, I, I didn't really feel like there were many moments where I learned something that I didn't already know, except for uh, there were tiny moments uh, in the limousine, one of the truest moments that felt emotionally kind of naked that I, I hadn't seen before with her. She's in the limousine with her grandson, Cooper. And it's a very brief segment. It's about 
30 seconds long, and she just reaches over and takes his little hand, and he lays his head on her shoulder. And for me, that was a very honest moment. And I don't know that there, even though she's very candid about her life, there's still always a shield up that I find uh, in, in the documentary. And I think that if you're not already a Joan Rivers fan, I don't know that uh, a wider audience would be drawn to this film. What do you think? You know what? I totally agree with you about that limousine moment and the way they, they, they have the camera focus on her hands, on, on her grandson. And it felt like the really one honest piece yes. of interaction yes. she had. So I totally agree with you. And I, but I also think that in not really getting into the nitty gritty of her daily life, in a sense, that's the point is that her life is, it is all on stage. It is all on stage. However, if you listen to the NPR Fresh Air interview that she did recently, the interview was very warm. There's an aspect of Joan Rivers that I don't think we see in this documentary where there is a warmer person there. She is always on defense, it's true. I mean, we get a lot of intellectual insight into her, I think, in the documentary. And you do learn a lot, and you do remember a lot about her. I had forgotten about her Johnny Carson days, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, because it's not my generation. Mm -hmm. But watching the movie, she was such a pioneer. She is a pioneer. She hates to be called, you know, you were a pioneer as if she's not still being a forefront and a leader in comedy. And that reminded me of of how she really did pave the way, and I understand sort of the intellectual side, and her mother always put her down about her look, so we kind of get insight into, you know, the plastic surgery and always never feeling pretty enough. But I don't think, that's the problem for me, I don't think we get real insight in behind her real um, obsession with plastic surgery. But I think that's because, I don't, I don't know if this is how the movie was cut, because if you listen to the interview, I do get more of an emotional understanding of that. I think we get the intellectual understanding of it. I don't think for some reason we get the emotional understanding, except for in the moments with the limousine, and except the one other moment that I thought was very true was when she was talking about how important it is for her to be perceived as a good actress Yes. Yes. She calls herself an actress who plays a comedian. Yes. And I really, I really wanted to know a little more about the kind of I don't, the choice. And I don't know if it really felt like a choice for her to really pursue comedy as opposed to drama. Well, she talks about that, the pain of that one play. It is. But she was smart oh. because she knew that it was a way she could make money. And for her, comedy, doing comedy was a way she could be an act, pursue her acting. And comedy was supposed to be like her waitress job, her day job. And she just happened to be extraordinarily gifted at it. Exactly. But I wonder, uh, these are the things that were missing for me in the documentary. What, how does it feel to her that she's not doing theater? Or I, think it's a, I think it's a source of, a, of immense pain. And I do think but that comes why didn't comes she talk through. about it? Well, she did talk about it. That was one of the rare moments that she talked about it briefly, mm-hmm. not enough. And I would have personally liked to have seen more quiet moments. They should have, uh, I would have preferred to see a few more quiet moments. Uh, even the discussion with Melissa when they were talking about uh, her, both of them being on The Apprentice together. And I thought it was very interesting. 
um, about how Joan Rivers is always kind of out for herself. Her ego is is always sort of in the way. And yes, Joan Rivers talks about protecting Melissa, not wanting to be perceived as smarter than Melissa at any time and always making sure <laughs> Melissa, you know, comes out on, on top. But yet subconsciously her daughter... Um, no, con- very consciously, her daughter well, no, understands. Well, no, her daughter consciously understands, but but Joan Rivers subconsciously is is doing things that still always kind of put her on top. Right, right. I and, thought that was interesting. But, you know, bottom line for me, I think that the the directors didn't challenge her enough in this documentary. It's I I felt like she had editing. You know, she, she may got have. to be in the editing room she and may say, have. take that out and take that out so it would yes. go a certain way. I, I would imagine that's true. She's a very controlling, uh, powerful person. So I would imagine she had cut approval on the documentary, which I think, you know, we can't say for sure, but I, I do think that was probably a hindrance, but too. But maybe that's... I'm, here I go with the therapist thing again. <laughs> but maybe that's why she's so insecure. She, she doesn't realize that if we get to see the real her, that probably will walk away with a deeper, right. deeper appreciation yeah. and sense of compassion and caring for her. I think so, too. She's afraid. Well, yeah, but that's, and that's also why she's an excellent comedian and she's so good at what she does because she has the ability to uh, make light and make jokes out of all the things that are deeply uh, wounding to her. Right. Which is what makes it fascinating. The other part of the documentary that I think is worthwhile, even if we're not getting to that core emotional revelation that I I wanted to see a little more of, is that it shows you about the business of being a comedian. And it is a lot of work. I mean, you just think you get out on stage and and she's just a talented person. But that that file cabinet with all of the jokes she has ever done was fascinating. Yes, she is a hard worker. Uh, You know, and and she's a professional. And I think we... We as viewers of comedy don't really understand that for most of the great comedians, uh, they really do their preparation. Oh, yeah. She's very, very, very prepared. Yes. Yes. Um, You know, and... um, But did you... You you know what else? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can see the respect (laughs) of the other comedians around her. Don Rickles. uh, She does. And yet she also refers a lot to the fact that... Many comedians, at least today, she's not invited to the big festivals anymore. It's a rare thing that she gets included uh, in big events, and and that's hurtful to her. You can see that that that's pretty painful. Diana, overall, let's assess this film for everybody. Out of five stilettos. Christian Labouton. Of course. (laughs) Uh, What would you give this film? Well, I'd give this two and a half, maybe the, the half with the heel, heel <laughs> really? because frankly, if you're as deep and analytical as I am, uh, you're going to come away from this film entertained, but unsatisfied. I hear you. Uh, so my assessment of the film is I will give it three oh. Christian Louboutin <laughs> stilettos. Uh, I may be throwing in a little pair of support hose with that. <laughs> Uh, Because I I do think it accomplishes um, reminding everybody what a brilliant mind she has, that doing comedy is very hard work, that there is a an emotional core to this woman and there is sensitivity there. It just wasn't brought out as much as I think we both would have liked in the movie. Well, that's a wrap for today. Thank you for joining us. I'm Elisa Katz. And I'm Diana Benjamin. On Hear Women Talk for the Zeus Radio Network.